Amen. The Bible says that we should give thanks to God in all things. And this morning, the choir reminded us and encouraging us to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And the emphasis that is in all things. In all things. This morning we want to share briefly on what I've captioned the blessing of divine refreshment. Each one of us at one point in time or the other need to be refreshed. Because at that particular point in time, you find that there is a need for your system to be refreshed, to be given a touch of refreshment. Divine refreshment is one of the many very important and critical blessings that God gives to his children. Those of us who have cars, you use the car by period and you go for what we call servicing. Because the car is taking, it's, it's, the engine is diagnosed. If you take it to Toyota, they put some gadgets on it. Wherever there is anything that needs the touch, cleaning, and the car, after everything is done, comes back reboosted for continued usage. And for, those of us who used to be athletes, used to be an athlete, and after workouts, you feel very tired, and you need to take some water, or you need to go and wash down, and you come out refreshed, and you continue with your life. And in our walk as believers, as we walk with God, as we connect with him, as we live for him, as we go on our life journey, there are times that we find ourselves in situations that more or less drain us. We find ourselves in situations where we are emotionally uh, bankrupt, if you like. And there's the need, therefore, for you to go for what I call spiritual servicing, for the Lord to touch you and to revamp you and for you to continue your work with him. It's the same with every believer. There's nobody who is immune from that. And God gives us that particular blessing for our enjoyment. The big question to all of us, is anyone amongst us this morning who is in a particular situation that is sapping his or her energy, 
sapping his or her strength, sapping his or her emotional strength, then you are in the right place. The Lord is about to refresh you so that your life will be revamped. Now, and I speak particularly to Mr. Sosu and the children and the family. All that you have gone through, I believe, as I sat, I was watching you. You need a touch of God's refreshment so that you will continue your life in that vitality. You kindly join me our text for the morning. There are three of them. I'll just read one. You can read the others later. Jeremiah chapter 31. And read from 23 to 26. If you kindly stand with me as we give reverence to God's word. Jeremiah chapter 31, we read from verse 23 to 26. <laughs> Jeremiah 31 verse 23. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. When I bring them back from captivity, the people in the land of Judah and, its, and in its towns will once again use these words. The Lord bless you, O righteous dwelling, O sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and in its towns, farmers and those who move about with their flocks. And verse 25 says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And 26 says, At this I awoke and looked around. My sleep had been pleasant to me. Amen. 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 Menyamidewonnu Na mama akra a atopiti nina ame. E yisu na minyane na mishay na minano atse medew emu. Amen. I don't know whether you've ever slept and woken up and you smile because you had some dream that touched your heart. And this is Jeremiah, God speaking to him, I believe in his dream. He was fast asleep and God revealed what he was going to do. And when he woke up, he was looking around to check who was speaking to him. And he realized that it was his God who was talking. And he realized that sleep was pleasant. Amen. I pray that you have a pleasant sleep as you go along. Because God Amen. visits you to speak good things into your life. Amen. Amen. 
na eba ni sade a ni aye hu so wo jeremiah hu eni jeremiah ko ni naimu na na ni so tete uno no hu se wada amati uni demu na osori no osroi sanso ena ye so ye bo wuram ni ehu ni sa ye ni wuti wo e wo ye naimu ebi ato sada ana put your hand on your chest and offer a prayer to god to speak to you this morning briefly then we can go through what the lord has Father, we thank you for the opportunity to listen to your word. Help us to hear and hear well that which you have for us. We commit our hearts to let the entrance of your word bring light and encouragement to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. The blessing of divine refreshment. Somebody is in our midst today who needs a touch of God's refreshment. And I pray that you will have that refreshing touch before you leave this place. There are three basic things that I want to consider this morning quickly. Want to look at why divine bless, uh, refreshment is a blessing, and then we'll look at who needs divine refreshment, and how can I be and keep being refreshed. When we talk about refreshment, we are talking about the impartation of vitality, vigor, and energy. We are talking about being replenished, we are talking about being aroused, we are talking about being stimulated, and we are also talking about being restored to your original state of being. So the big question is, why do we need divine refreshment? Or why is divine bless, uh, refreshment a blessing? Third John chapter two to four. I read it quickly. Third John chapter chapter uh, Third John two to four. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Ade ena hojo joy ehia sa ye benya na eye nhira. Ye bekin can be bibi afi Johannes Sempan nia etoso abie sano eh ye bechen nyigimu abien edeko ananho. O se odofo bi in pai se ade nyina mu ense wo yiye na nya ahojojo so 
Three things why divine refreshment is a blessing. First, divine refreshment is divine. It is something that God has put in place that you will enjoy as a human being and particularly as his child. So you find yourself, for example, getting involved in some kind of activity and you sweat and you get so tired. By divine orchestration, God has provided water so that in your tiredness, as you take water, you become refreshed. He provided that and it is divine. Or perhaps in your tiredness, you feel like resting. You go to bed and you sleep for a while and you wake up rejuvenated and your life continues. So divine refreshment comes from God. Secondly, it is God's ideal state for every individual and particularly his children. So God's desire for you is that at any point in time your system is vitalized and you have what we call sustainable vitalization and vigor so that you can live and live and live your life well as you enjoy the life is given to you. In the third John, you read in verse 2, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. That's a, an ideal state that God wants you to be in for every individual and for all who are connected with him. And thirdly, when you are vitalized and you are refreshed, it provides inspiration for productiveness in life. So if you read the three and four, it says the people are faithful, the Christians, they are faithful, and they are walking in truth. They are committed to the truth. So when you are vitalized, when you are refreshed by God, it gives you the motivation and inspiration to live as God wants you to live and to be very productive. <laughs> So who needs that kind of refreshment? Who is the person who needs that kind of refreshment as he lives his or her life? There are four categories of people. Jeremiah 31 verse 25, God says that he will refresh the weary and those who are fainting. So the weary, somebody who is weary is somebody who is getting tired. And somebody who has lost it all and is dropped from his normal level of operation, operational strength. And therefore, you need to come to be refreshed so that you climb up to that level again and then you can continue. 
with your life. Jeremiah 31.25 I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. There's one thing to be weary, getting tired. It's another level that you get to where you are almost fainting, giving up and giving up and dropping off. These are the people who need a touch of God's refreshment so that they can get back on their feet. There's another category of people who need a touch of God. I'm calling them the unbelieving sinner. The unbelieving sinner. And you, if you read Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, Acts 3 chapter 19, it says, let me read from 7. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Christ will suffer. Then he says in 19, repent, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. The, the, <laughs> the unbelieving sinner, people who do not believe in Christ, need a touch. And the touch that they need to come when they, return, they repent of their sins and turn back to God. And God will lift up the burden of sin, will lift up the punishment of sin, and bring them to a point where their system is refreshed because it's been reconnected to their savior. <laughs> So if you are here under the sound of my voice and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, you fall under the category of an unbelieving sinner. You need to repent. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And he will clear off all the chaff in your system and your system will revitalize to connect with God and to live for him. And I pray that God will bring that conviction to you this morning before you leave. Then there's a believing sinner. You also need a touch of God's refreshment. You are born again you are supposed to be walking with God and you find yourself in sin, constant sin, that, that throws you off your foot and you find that your system is not flowing with God as it, it ought to. You need a touch of God's refreshing hand so that he can bring you back on course. A story about um, David. David who slept with Bathsheba. If you read the whole of Psalm, Psalm 51, the man came to terms with the fact that he had gone off God's way and certain things were happening in his life. His life had fallen below the level that it should, it should be and he came back to God and said to him, I have sinned against you. Create in me, create in me a clean 
What did he say? Create in me, renew in me a steadfast spirit. So he wants God to refresh him and bring him back. If you are a believing sinner here, God is asking you to come and he will refresh you and put you back on track so that your life will be as meaningful as it ought to be, can see the way God wants it to be. tired because of the situations of this world are you fainting are you fainting because of the pressures of this world and the challenges of this world there are some people who are almost at the verge of giving up and dropping but God will bring you back are you an unbelieving sinner or a believing sinner God will touch you and refresh you and revitalize you for you to move on here are a few basic and simple keys to being and keeping yourself refreshed always in God's presence. If you are taking those, just write the word refreshment and then I'll give you the details quickly, quickly, quickly then will be gone. These are the keys. Refreshment, the first letter which is R, for you to be refreshed and keep yourself being refreshed, you must daily reflect on and assimilate God's word into your system. The word is reflect. Think about it. Roll it in your mind. You know, expand it. Narrow it until you get the meaning and swallow it into your system. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Take note of that, verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. If you are like that, this is what happens to you. Verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. Number two. 
Ote se dia etsim esubontin ho a eso naba ni brimu na na haban empo na nia oye nyina be wie yiye na anano ne aka ne se abonefo de wonte sa na wote se ntetew a inframa ebogu amen Psalm 19 and verse 7 the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul reviving the soul so our the word there is reflection reflect daily on the word of the Lord and assimilate it into your system and your life will always be refreshed by that seed of God's word that goes into your system. The letter E, I'm saying, enjoy your personal life in him. Enjoy your personal life in him. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And rejoicing, my brothers and sisters, is a personal choice. Because God has saved you. God has put his spirit in you. God has great plans for your life. God is walking with you daily. And the angels of the Lord are guarding you daily. Why do you frown your face? Why do you fear that you must enjoy that life that God has given to you? Accept that you are a blessed child of God and enjoy that blessing. You must enjoy, make a personal decision that I will, not, I will not keep my life moody, moody, but I will always keep my life very excited. It is me who should make my life that way. Psalm, Psalm 16, verse 7 to 11. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. Let's say that together. Therefore, my heart is glad. And my tongue, that's what rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let the Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. There is some kind of blessing of joy that we have in God that you cannot get elsewhere. And it's when you connect with him and you understand, then you can afford to enjoy your personal life as a shrine in a relationship with God. I pray that the grace of enjoying your life will rest upon you daily. There are problems. We are losing our loved ones. We have financial difficulties, but we can still afford to celebrate our lives because what God did for us through his son on the cross, we cannot buy with money. Please turn to somebody and tell him, enjoy your life in the Lord. Because true joy is found in the Lord. Come on, tell somebody else, enjoy yourself in the Lord. Because true enjoyment is in the Lord. He says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
to make an effort to enjoy that life. Not basa basa enjoyment, but believe in yourself that you have a savior who is walking with you and taking care of everything about your life. Rejoice in him. Again, I say rejoice. The next thing is fill your system with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Every morning when you wake up, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Open up yourself and be filled with the Spirit. When your system is full of the Spirit, it produces spiritual fruits. And that determines and describes who you are as God's child. Nobody should relegate the presence of the Spirit to the background. Open up your heart and say, Spirit of God, this is a new day you have given to me. Fill me and take charge. When he fills you and takes control, you'll find your system being refreshed. Being refreshed. And you can do more than when you are in your natural self. The text there is a long one. You can read Romans 6, 7, 8. It's a hope to read about the Spirit as you walk with Him, and He will show you. The next one are repent of your sins quickly and sincerely. Repent of your sins quickly and sincerely. If you find yourself in sin, don't wallow in it. Don't, don't, don't have discussion with the sin that you have committed. Know that you have gone off God's way and be quick to repent. Repentance means saying it to God as it is and turning away from it and asking God to take charge of your life. The more you do that, the more your system remains vitalized. When you sin, you drop off the level that God has placed you. And no, God does not expect us to keep dropping and dropping and dropping. He rather wants us to continue going up. So when sin comes, when sin comes, be quick to repent. Acts chapter 3, 90 says, repent, repent of your sins and turn to God and times of refreshing will come to you. If you need to be refreshed, don't keep sin in your system. Enter his gates with thanksgiving habitually. Enter his gates with thanksgiving habitually. Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4. <laughs> Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his cause with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So when we say enter his gate, the first step of entering God's presence is thanksgiving. Amen. Sometimes things may not be going the way you expect. You may be expecting things to go this way, but sometimes they may go this way. You may be expecting to be climbing the hill, but you find yourself going down the valley. In all things, he encourages us to learn to say thank you. Even in your pain, if you say thank you to him, it's an attitude and expression of faith in this God who is with you. So enter his gates daily and habitually with what? Thanksgiving. 
Sabrina Brady na ra no yam mongra erade enim e wa bra yede enase ede erma no se o hawo mo yam mo sempo hunam mpo akomrel yam be bi biara na te bia biara wo mu kai se ese se wo de nase ema erade e wo saje na bia no mu Come on, lift up your right hand to God and say, thank you, Lord. Just say, thank you to him. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my state. Thank you. Thank you for even the situation that... Come on, just express your gratitude. It's an act of faith, believing in him, that he's still in control. That he's still in control. We thank you. 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 So enter his gates always with thanksgiving. And this must be a habit that you, you build up. The S, set your mind on him consistently. Set your, set your mind on him consistently. Isaiah 23, 26 and verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace. Him whose mind is satisfied because he trusts in you. He will keep in what? Perfect peace. One of the ideal state that God wants you to be in is a state of peace or peacefulness, if you like. That your system is peaceful. Your life is, and one of the key things to sustain that peace in your life is learning to focus on him in trust. Amen. In trust daily. Mr. Sosu, mama is gone. Grandma is gone. But don't take your eyes off God. In these times, more, you need his peace. You need to keep that state that God wants you to be in. Set your heart on him and his peace will hold you. The H, hope in him daily. Hope in him daily. Psalm 42 verse 1. Psalm 42 verse 11. Keep your hope alive in him. Psalm 42 verse 11. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? What did he say? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Why are you downcast? It's a sign of discouragement. And that's not the state that God wants you to be in. God wants your system to be encouraged. So the psalmist is speaking to his soul. Why are you downcast? Keep your hope in God. Set your hope in God. Brother, sister, why are you so discouraged? Keep your hope in God. Because he lives you can face tomorrow. Because he's there for you, the breakthrough will come. Because he's there, the enemies cannot overpower you. Because he's your stronghold. Keep your hope alive in him. And when it's like that and you believe in it, your system will be re revitalized. And you can move about and enjoy the life that he has given you. Hope in him. It should be a daily thing. It should be a daily thing. And 
M, you must manage your life judiciously. Manage your life judiciously. You see, our lives are in God's hands. But primarily, we are responsible for the way we do things, the choices we make, if we are to enjoy God's blessings in our life. Look at Psalm 90 and verse 12. Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days aright. The person is saying that, please know that the days, your days are numbered in the calendar of God. There's a time that he will call you home. There's a time that he wants to do A, B, C, D in your life. You must manage your life in such a way that you can fit into his plan. There are some people who are mismanaging their lives. Yesterday, when we went to bury Mama at the seminary, we were discussing about Akpetesin. And I got to know for the first time that Akpetesin is produced with the nails. And I was wondering how that is done. It was Ernest who was telling us that they melted and mixed and produced Akpetesin. And people drink Akpetesin. Nail made Akpetesin. Bending your system. My uncle died because he drank his head off. He had lung cancer. His lips became very red. He spent all his salary on appetition. When the money goes finished, he will go and drink on credit. And he died. Don't mismanage your life. Because the life that God has given to you is, is, is being bought by the blood. And he wants you to keep it in such a way that his name will be glorified. And when you keep your life and you manage your life well, you will keep the level that God wants you to be in. And you will not be under stress. My bra, a bra, a a bra ye bo e wo nyansa kwan eso na enyom e de okonon ye yimodu mie no e kire ye se maye huye na kan senia etse ese se ye bo ye bra senia ti biara keke na enra ese ho ne hu se sapotation pa ye nu ye de na doa e ka ho enan e de fra na e ma amanfo enom Saran and you are fans or no sama ni tea the nibi biara di nunumu and my fate of shrena in kwa and yes I bra bono kwanso and as I say yefa a brebia ye bono eradidi ad nim kwa atoye or de nim kwa adumuye and a ye nemutiemo brano senye nyansa kwain edahu na esye ye. When they say manage your life, it has to do with the choices you make day by day. The choice, if you want to choose to do something, ask yourself, this decision that I'm taking now, how is it going to benefit or enhance my life or draw me closer to God? If it's not going to help you in any way, throw it away. Make positive choices. That's how we manage our lives. Your life is in your hands. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because yeah. he has saved you. Yeah. And not to know as a say, who said a radio or no other kind of home, and not to your more brano, senior best senior best fatter ever name. The next one, E, eliminate anxiety and worry from your system. Eliminate it. Say, don't worry about anything, but in all things, pray to God. And when you pray to Him, His peace will come to you. What He's basically saying is that, yes, there's an issue, but don't worry your head over it. Instead of worrying over it, which will not bring any solution to it, tell your God about it. Transfer it to him. And when you transfer to him, he will take that burden and give you his peace. Amen. That's what it means. We all need God's peace. Amen. We all need to be sustained at the level where God wants us to be. Let's stop worrying. Because when you worry, you can't find the solution. Your worrying will not bring the solution. Pray to God more. 
about your issues. When the issue comes up, the first person you must talk to is your God. And hand it over to him. I know there are some of us who are going through serious problems. Serious problems. And you think that the world is coming to an end. Let me tell you, your world is not coming to an end yet. Because God has not finished with you yet. And he's training you to release your problems to him. Your marital problems, give them to him. Because he wants you alive. He wants you peaceful. He wants your system to relax so that you can enjoy the life he's giving to you. I pray that you will catch the spirit and learn to talk to God about your problems. So that you can walk through. Because his arms are too strong. Too, 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 too. He can carry every burden that you can imagine. Release yourself and enjoy the life that God. People are thinking of committing suicide. You don't have to do that when you have a God who cares and encourages you to cast your cares upon him. Casting means throwing it at his feet and say, Lord, I can't. You are the only one who can help me out. Learn to do that. Learn to do that and walk in his peace daily. For my entity, Bibi biara betu ye no yan kind ye who say radi wo ho yan so ani nyina rane yan fa nko ewrade enase ewrade akasa nam na sumjoe no so de na sumjoe ebe wraye ama ye nyan na sumjoe enyane enemro so o how ni atiti ni nyina ra ni edi ni ye nyane nyina ra no yan so ani nyina ra ni yan fa to ewrade so na ewrade akasa no be som na som so a ni odi be du odi be di so ama ye no the last two, and I'll be ending. And never operate by the arm of the flesh. Everybody say the arm of the flesh. Never operate by the arm of the flesh. You know, Christianity is a supernatural life. And once the spirit of God is in control over your life, that's he's the one that you must be operating with. Any time that you shift him off and you want to use your arm of flesh to work, it will fail you. You yourself as an individual, if you are operating in the flesh and doing everything by your own energy and strength and wisdom, it will not amount to anything. And so God in his wisdom even tells us, don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in man. Because man is limited. And uh, uh, prophet Gabriel to that a man can fail you. Can fail you. So connect with him and operate spiritually. And that's how you can have your state of peace and prosperity and joy because the spirit of God is working in your life. Amen. Jeremiah 17 and verse 5. You can read that one. He said, Jeremiah 17 and verse 5. Last the T, train physically as well as spiritually. Let's say that together. Train physically as well as spiritually. What I mean is that we must all learn to exercise our body. If you want your body and your system to be in shape, we must exercise. I'm talking to myself too because my wife has been telling me all the time I should, I should walk and all that. I've started doing You should also do the same thing. Walk, go to the Buri Mountains and climb, <laughs> climb there every day so that you can keep your system fit. Amen. As far as the, is the spirituality is concerned, pray more, study God's word more, train yourself and, and put yourself under the oppressions of God's word and his spirit and you have a two-edged blessing and vitality. That's the way that God will refresh you. Some of us, the sicknesses and the pains you are going through is not medication. It's lack of exercise. Get skipping rope and skip. Or walk. 
walk around. You see, some sit in the car. From, <laughs> you wake up, you sit in the car. You go and come. You drop. You go to your bedroom. You come. You sit in the car and you go. You don't walk. Walk. Keep the car somewhere and walk. Even if 20 minutes, walk so that your system will be revitalized. I say, train physically as well as spiritually. Amen. Amen. Because of you, very soon we are, we are inaugurating a sports ministry in the church. <laughs> so we're doing keep fit, keep fit exercise in all of us so that we can keep fit in, in the body. <laughs> so learn to reflect and assimilate God's word. Learn to enjoy your personal life. It's your decision. Uh, learn to fill your system daily with the Holy Spirit. Repent of your sins as quickly as practicable and sincerely and don't go back. Enter his gates daily with thanksgiving. Set your mind on him consistently. Hope in him daily. Manage your life judiciously. Eliminate anxiety and worry from your system. Never operate by the arm of flesh. Train physically as well as spiritually. May the Lord grant you a refreshing touch as you go through this. And yes, and yes, and Amen. 